Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. Thanks so much for spending some time with me today. I know we're all busy and uh, we're juggling a lot of balls. There's a lot of spinning plates. Whatever analogy you want to put to it, today does... um, demand a lot of us and especially in our time. Today we're going to be talking about transitioning from a corporate position to becoming a franchisee. And the pandemic, and I should qualify this by saying today is November the 12th of 2020. So we're certainly still feeling the effects of the pandemic Who knows how much longer that will go on, but what it has done, and I've said this time and time again, what it has done is it's created a pause for many of us. Now, when we were all in quarantine, that was a pretty intense pause. We went from going 100 miles an hour to a dead stop, but for many, they took advantage of that opportunity to maybe reevaluate their career. Sometimes when you stop long enough, you realize, I don't know whether I want to do what I've been doing. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Recently read an article that went like this. When you think of becoming a business person by making the transition from employee to franchisee, you don't generally think in terms of emotional fulfillment. However, in reality, the evaluation of emotional factors should play a significant role in making that final decision to join the world of the capitalist and remain in the realm of or remain in the realm of employee. This is a process an experienced career transition coach can help you navigate through. So what that is saying is there are so many moving pieces when you decide to go into business for yourself or you decide to become a franchisee because it is more than the widget. In fact, when I work with clients, we take the widget off the table because there's so many other things to think about here. So my guest today is Beth Veach. Beth is the CEO of Entrepreneur Acumen, which is a career transition and business coaching practice. Her goal is to assist business owners in building a viable and valuable business that they can one day sell or pass to their heirs. Please help me in welcoming Beth to the show. Beth, welcome to the show. Thank you, Linda. It's great to be here. Well, I'm so happy you're here because I tell you what, Beth, um, in 2004, I decided to leave a 30-year banking career 
And I have to say, I floundered for quite a few years because I didn't know people like you existed. I needed the help, but I didn't know there was there was the support out there for someone leaving corporate. Corporate was all I'd ever known. And I think that what you're doing is brilliant and so valuable to people, whether they're coming out of corporate or maybe they're just looking for a different type of position. So, Beth, before we get started uh, too much into what you do, let's talk about why you do this. How were you drawn to help those people who are in career transition? I am a person that enjoys helping others. And I combine that with my own business background. And nine years ago, when I sold my last company, I decided, just sat down, probably much like process you went through, Linda, and asked myself, what do I really want out of the next several years in life? And I realized that I wanted to help people and I wanted to work in business and just thought, you know, if I had had someone who had lived the entire business cycle from transition to sale of company, if I had had that as I was growing a business, I would have found value in it. So those are my motivations. Mm-hmm. And when someone is selling a business, there should always be that exit strategy built into the business plan, but I don't think that happens very often, does it? You're exactly right, and I think I really surprise, I know I surprise my clients because we work together for off, usually months And when they start their business and I make the congratulatory call on day one or two, I say to them, remember, you are always now looking to the exit strategy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it sounds, you know, uh, it's alarming to them. But what happens if you do that is you make better decisions along the way Mm -hmm. as you're growing your business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because if you are, if you have in mind, whatever decision I make needs to add value to the business. So when I do sell it, then I really have something to sell, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly right. So so tell me, Beth, a little bit about um, how you work with your clients and what are some of the initial steps you get started with when you start working with someone that, you know, whether they're thinking about leaving corporate or they're thinking about taking another position, where do you start with them, Beth? Interestingly enough, rather than going to some sort of a business plan, and I, I think people are surprised by this as well, I start with them. I want them to take a look at themselves which as adults, I think oftentimes what happens is that once we reach about college age, you know, our worlds become one of concentrating on others. You know, it's partners, spouses, aging parents, children. Um, And so oftentimes what I find is that about the time someone calls me, 
the last thing that they've been focused on for quite some time is truly their own strengths and where they're challenged. So Mm -hmm. I like to start there and I use some assessment tools that really get them looking very finely at their strengths and and weaknesses and what are those strengths that will serve them well, whatever their next step is. You know, one of the things, Beth, that I was surprised when I left my corporate position, I'd been in banking 30-something years and held quite a few positions. My last position was with the corporate division, so we worked with the really big companies. What I realized when I left corporate was um, I could do more than the job description that I had been working with for many, many years. Um, Many times in corporate, the job description kind of restricts someone because as long as you're doing a great job, just do what it says in your job description. We really don't want you to get too creative because we just want you to focus on that. Um, if, If I had been told when I was still in corporate that not only would I have radio shows, but I would have written books and I would lead um, large groups of women business owners, I would say, if you haven't taken your drugs today, you need to, because there's no way that's going to happen. But do, do people that you work with, are they surprised at what their talents are when they leave that corporate position? Yes, I think your experience mirrors many of my clients, Linda, and it really is, I think, part of their motivation. To your point, they're seeking freedom, freedom mm-hmm. from the controls, That, um, and even though they don't know exactly at different points what that future is going to look like, they feel very ready for it. And so is that why someone, you know, if Let's just take an executive of um, a a large corporation. Is that what would motivate them to even consider owning their own business, whether it's their own or whether it is a franchise? What makes them really want to leave corporate? My experience is that it, it sometimes is a change in lifestyle, sometimes a change in income, but always it's that sense of wanting to be rewarded, truly rewarded for their successes in life. And again, that that reward might come in the form of having more time with their family, more time to pursue hobbies. Um, And while there can be a, a real misunderstanding that business ownership requires less time of all of us. That isn't usually true, but what is often true, and and I see people driven by this, it's not that they want to cut down the number of hours that they work, but they love having the ability to work a little bit more when they want to. So Mm -hmm. if they want to go to a child soccer game or they want to, you know, take an afternoon off, that's okay. They can go in the evening and, and work on the business then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. In fact, I spoke to someone recently, and um, they all of a sudden were having to work from home. 
and mm-hmm. but they were surprised that they really enjoyed being able to have dinner with the kids. They were he he was able to uh, go in the backyard and throw the baseball. Uh, now he was doing the same job, doing it from home, but he didn't have the commute. So that alone made him feel that he had received um, um, was was having more quality of life. Um, than just being on the road, push, push, push. Um, it 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 consumes a lot of us and our and who we are, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And you know, I wonder because I hear a lot of those stories too. What happens when the vaccine is here and the world opens up and COVID is something of the past? You know, I'm I'm just suspecting that if people like your the person you're referring to mm-hmm. is called back into that fast-paced corporate environment as opposed to feeling like they really could do their job from home, I'm wondering if that won't cause even more people to consider business ownership. Sure, absolutely. You know, the years after I left corporate, it was as if the moment I left, I knew I could never go back to that again. <laughs> Wasn't sure what the future was going to hold, but I knew I could never be on a commuter bus at 5.30 in the morning and work at a fast pace downtown, get back on that commuter bus and come back home just in time to cook dinner and go to bed and get to repeat that the next day, Monday through Friday. So um, I I would have to I would have to agree with you, Beth. I I don't I, I feel that they may be a bit uh, disillusioned when they get back to it because it's, they're not going to feel the same. They're not going to be the same person. So when you're working with someone, Beth, and they whether they're still in corporate, thinking about leaving it, or they've already left. Do you find they generally have an idea of what kind of business they want or what they want to do? Um, where do they start with that? Some, well, some do and some don't. And uh, the ones that do, you know, I feel that my job is to help them figure out, you know, is this truly a business or a hobby? Mm-hmm. Um, and really, you know, then – Outside of that, my work is the same with those people who do not know what they want to do. And oftentimes, that is when franchising can be a great alternative for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a matter of, you know, helping people, again, really crystallize and refine what is it that they want out of life. If you're a business owner, what do you want to be doing every day? And what does it look like three years, five years from now? Do you want to have a large number of people working for you? Do you want a small team? Is it important, you know, what kind of service or product that you're providing? So in either case, my job really remains very similar in terms of what I'm helping them see. And it really comes back to, I think, the questions of, is there a need for my product or service? And if there is, how big is that need? And it's market research. It's figuring out 
just that. And so in dealing with a franchise, one of the nice things is that franchise companies have done that work. And so they Mm -hmm. can work with my clients in explaining what the market research looks like, the need being fulfilled, the financial opportunities, et cetera. Yeah, um, because when someone starts up their own business from scratch, not only do they not necessarily have that information, it may just be a great widget. They love this widget, and they think everybody else is going to love this widget. But that doesn't always play out that way. And like you mentioned, with a working with a franchise, the franchise really knows the territory. And they know if it's a brick and mortar, they know the best places to, to, um, for locations. Um, but it, there's more to it than even that because when you're starting your own business, there's a huge learning curve. What's the infrastructure look like? Um, it, there's so much to know. And just because you've been an executive for a large company, that doesn't mean you know how to run a small business, does it? That's correct. And one of the things I do love about helping people look at franchise is what you and I would call that validation process or opportunity where if I'm a client looking at a franchise and the franchise company is providing me with all of the information that you just described. But what's Mm -hmm. really helpful and to me where the rubber meets the road is that I get to actually call franchise owners around the country to validate that what I believe I'm hearing and understanding is really their experience. And when people are starting their own independent business, that is typically not an an option for them. They don't have those people to call. That's correct. That is, And they also don't have anyone they can run the flag up the flagpole in case they have questions to figure it out themselves. Um, let's talk, Beth, a little bit about how the, this pandemic, how COVID has impacted the, the process of people that are currently working or maybe they've been laid off. How has that impacted the way people look at earning a living? I think that's a great question. I think people are more open to business ownership than they ever have been. And I talk to people with some regularity who say, I never, ever thought of myself as owning my own business. But to your point in your introduction, Linda, they now have time to actually think about it and to more clearly look at what was their lifestyle and income opportunities in that corporate position. And Mm -hmm. so I think that that's their thing I would say is that for people in any kind of partnership or marriage, one of the most important things that I've learned is that you must take your spouse or partner on that exploration journey with you really from day one. And so interestingly enough, in the COVID environment, we're all home and more to, and together more often. And it just lends itself to those 
you know, opportunities for conversation about, hey, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. And how would we do it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And more, more, they can have more in-depth conversations than just, the 30 minutes after the kids go to bed at night, you know, so you, <laughs> right. know, the, you, you can have those uh, several hour long conversations. And, but like you said, I agree 100% that um, the spouses have to be on the same page with this. Um, if one wavers a bit, then um, the other may, may decide that there's a reason and they decide not to go through with it, not investigate it any further. Um, Beth, when you start working with someone and you know they are in that situation that we've been talking about, maybe they're still in corporate and maybe they were one of the lucky ones that got to keep their job, but they got to pick up the responsibilities of three or four other people that were let go so they don't feel quite so lucky. Uh, in the end, but um, how do you how do you start working with them, and how long does it take? Uh, how long do you work with someone? What's that time frame look like? It really varies, as you can imagine. But um, my work is, you know, like every other entrepreneur, I'm a pretty results oriented person. And so I want to help them decide as quickly as possible if they have their own independent business idea, is it viable or not? And how long I work with them really depends on their schedule. And what I'm finding is that with people working from home, they do have a little more time to do the so-called homework that I might give them about market research, about talking to their spouse or partner, et cetera. So I would say if someone is available once a week uh, for meetings, then, you know, in about three weeks, if they have time to do their homework, we know whether they're pursuing the, the opportunity at all and whether or not it's going to be their goals best met through an independent business or a franchise. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in both cases, it's probably from there on, I would say typically a two to six month um, process. And certainly if you're talking about a brick and mortar that you're building from scratch, then it could be longer. Um, mm-hmm. But my goal is always to help people get clarity Uh, as much clarity as possible, and then really help them get their dreams to fruition. Mm -hmm. So if someone is... Does that answer your question? It it absolutely does. And if someone is um, still in corporate, they're still doing the 9 to 5, 8 to 5, the 7 to 10, you know, (laughs) sometimes it gets Mm -hmm. to be long hours. But if someone is thinking about... um, uh, looking at the opportunity of either starting their own business or a franchise, how far ahead should they start planning this before they decide to jump ship and, and get into it full time? I think the exploration stage, um, my experience is that people can typically keep their full-time corporate job 
through the exploration and that the point at which they leave is when they can clearly see and be excited about the results that they can achieve, that they have a lot of work to do. And so rather than trying to juggle that corporate job and starting a business, they jump right into starting a business. And of course, what that means, and this is one of the biggest uh, pieces of work that I bring them see, how are they going to sustain themselves and their families financially during the mm-hmm. startup phase? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there has to be a nest egg. Um, you don't yes. collect a paycheck on the first quit the job, start a franchise, and collect your next paycheck on the 15th. It doesn't work that way, you know, as much as we would love for it to work that way, but it doesn't work that way. You know, Beth, I need to take a quick commercial break here. Um, And I tell you, I love to hear stories of how you've worked with someone, how my guests have worked with people. Um, Do you happen to have any stories that you could share with the listeners when we come back from break? I do, yes. Wonderful. So, folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and we will be back with more from Beth Veach, who we're talking about business uh, career transitioning. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Just Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. House Talk Radio. Join Tony and Wendy Gambone on House Talk Radio, where they talk all things house. From tips on home repairs and remodeling to best practices on buying and selling a home, hiring contractors, home loans, and insurance, as well as decorating ideas and how to get the most bang for your buck. If you would like more information about House Talk Radio, go to housetalkradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. We are talking about transitioning from corporate to becoming a business owner. And we're here with Beth Deach, who is a career transition coach. Beth, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you had some stories. However, before you tell those stories, if someone's listening and they think, my goodness, I am so confused right now, I need some help, and I think Beth can do it. How would they get in touch with you? How would they find out more information about you? Well, I'm certainly on LinkedIn. Um, I also, you can connect with me, email Beth Feach, just my name, BethFeach at gmail.com. And my telephone number is 704 608 
1-800-273-2193. And Linda, one of the things that I like to make clear is that my initial conversations are always at no cost to people. I, my job is to listen in those conversations and then together determine if I can help them and how. So that's mm-hmm. how they can reach me. Very good. Very good. Because sometimes you just don't know where to turn. And um, for someone who has recently lost their position, and they they may not know where to turn. They may not even know whether the job market is um, is is some is would with would would uh, provide them another position. So um, so Beth, I I can't wait to hear the story that you want you're going to share with us. <laughs> well, I'm thinking that this is probably a somewhat typical story of a client of mine. Um, This was a fellow who reached out to me. Um, He had transitioned out of the military and for three years had worked in a large company in the finance department. And interestingly enough, had at that point recently been promoted to VP of finance. So from the outside looking in, I suspect his friends and family and coworkers thought, what a dream job. He has just excelled right there to the top of his area of expertise. But to all of the points that you and I have talked about here, he just was unhappy. He had three young children at home. His wife was actually in school to become, I cannot remember if it was a nurse practitioner or a physician's assistant, and he was really restless for the reason of thinking, you know, I'd like to spend more time with my kids. I think I actually could make even more money than what I'm making now, but I really want to control my own destiny. So in this particular case, you know, he called and said, these are, this is why I'm calling you, Beth, but I have absolutely no idea what that means. So he and I started talking franchising And we included his wife in the conversations um, pretty quickly. And she was not in favor of business ownership because their lives seemed so hectic at that time. So we kind of slow walked the process a little bit, but it was a wonderful opportunity for her to gain the comfort level with franchise business ownership. And so it was a process of, and I included her in the self-assessment work uh, so that she could see not only her own um, strengths, but her husband's. And then interestingly, he ended up, after exploring a number of franchise opportunities, he ended up purchasing a home improvement franchise once she graduated from school and got a job at one of the um, minute clinics uh, in one of the drugstores in their community and had a nice salary. But she then, her comfort level grew as she realized that there was going to be a real opportunity based on, you know, what some of the other franchisees in that system were doing. Now, in terms of my client, interestingly enough, you know, the, he was not a handy man, but mm-hmm. he did have experience developing people. You know, he really was unafraid to learn. 
he did all of his homework in terms of talking to other franchisees, uh, looking at the market research in his territory. And that was five years ago, and he is successful and really happy that he made this transition. Nice. And that's that's what I always think is so interesting, Beth, is when someone comes out and they only know what they've done in their career in the past. Um, but I love seeing someone go into an industry that they would never have considered otherwise. But when, like I said at the top of the show, when you take the widget off the table, then you mm-hmm. get to see does it does it fulfill your lifestyle? And it is so right. much more than the widget, isn't it? Yes, that that is just a wonderful point. It it absolutely is. It's about looking at a business and say I, I say it this way to my clients, your job is to stay grounded in data as you look at these opportunities. You know, does the data tell you that you will be able to meet your lifestyle goals and your financial needs. And if it does, what always happens is then emotions kick in and people mm-hmm. start feeling really enthusiastic and excited. And there's a great place, I think, for emotions because it then, if we're making a data-driven decision, it's our emotions that help us get up out of bed every morning with great enthusiasm, but maybe more importantly, to keep just plowing through the challenges of a new opportunity called business ownership. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, it does take a while, too, to adapt the rest of the family to that as well. If, if you're just living alone or if you is just your spouse, then that's one thing. But um, the, the, the family is a big part of owning your own business, isn't it? It is. I say the rhythm of life changes for everyone. You know, even in young children's lives, because now in this case, all of a sudden dad's home more, or he's able Mm -hmm. to go to that, you know, baseball game. Um, And in the early stages of business ownership, when oftentimes people try and conserve as much cash as possible, you know, maybe we're not going out for ice cream two times a week, maybe just once a week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Beth, we're down to the end of the show here, but if there is someone listening that may be toying with the idea of leaving a corporate position and um, starting a business, looking at franchising, what is some advice that you would would want to leave them with? I would say... Put your thoughts on paper and work to get them as refined and written down as finely as possible in terms of what are your needs, what are your goals, what are your big dreams, and then to help someone talk you through and work you through the process of figuring out is business ownership really going to meet your personal goals in life? Mhm. Yeah, very good advice because sometimes when they're in your head, 
they're all jumbled up, and you really can't see how many of them there are, the pros and cons, until you put them down on paper for sure. So, yes. Beth, again, if someone is listening and they would love to find out more about how they may be able to work with you, how would they go about doing that? Either through LinkedIn or my email address is my name, BethFeach at gmail.com, or my telephone is 704 608-2193. Wonderful. Beth, thanks so much for being on the show today. Today, You've been a delight, and I just love hearing how you love to help people in following their dreams, whatever they might, that might look like. I appreciate it. Thank you, Linda. I appreciate the opportunity to be with you and your listeners. Absolutely. So, folks, if you are listening and um, maybe you're wondering, well, maybe I'll check into some of the franchise opportunities out there, see if there's something that's a good fit. Like Beth says, first sit down and think about it. Put it down on paper. What do you want your life to look like? How do you want things to unfold? Um, what kind of lifestyle uh, are you currently living? And how how would you like that to change? So there are a lot of there's a lot of self reflection that needs to happen uh, before you start this process. So as always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. This is actually a quote that is um, that is in Beth's email, and I love this quote. A coach is someone who tells you what you don't want to hear, who has you see what you don't want to see so you can be who you have always known you could be. And I love this because it is a quote by Tom Landry, who is the uh, former uh, and late coach of the Dallas Cowboys and being in Houston. I love the Cowboys uh, as well as, as well as the Texans, but Cowboys are good too. So anyway, folks, thanks so much for joining me today on all things franchising and we'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.